Good morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Barron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 12.20 AM. Our sponsor for this first half is Odd Mo's Pizza. As you guys already know right now, because you went last week and got their amazing pasta, pizza, and poppers, make sure to do it again today. Give yourself a break from cooking. Nobody needs to be cooking on a Saturday. No, and it's a beautiful... Enjoy. And now we're in the middle of October, so it's a little cooler outside. Just go get go get a pizza or some pasta and play some board games. There you go. Yep. Well, before we get too far into the show, we do have a caller on the phone from Sonoma, California. Is that right, Sharon? It is. But that's not where you live. If I remember right, you live in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> well, I actually live all over the place, depending where my... My husband and I um, are full-time RVers, and so we're traveling all over the place. That's you know, cool. But the last few winters, we have been down in Tucson, yes. <laughs> well, I'm going to start looking through the want ads for a full-time RVer. That's not like a great job. Right? Sign me up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I have been to Sonoma, California. It's absolutely beautiful there, so thanks for calling in. No problem. We're going to do a, a recap, Sharon, from last week's show. We had a really special guest in last week. Her name is Dee Dee Smith, and she's been on a couple times. We talked about trauma some time back, and she had a phrase, which I think that you would agree with, Sharon. The phrase was, I think we can all agree that cancer is a big, fat jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Well, last week we talked about grief and how mm-hmm. to process grief. Yeah. That was so insightful for me. It was really powerful. Um, she is a woman of a lot of wisdom. Um, I, I think I've sat and listened most of the time, and I was absorbing it. Because I could see you processing as you were listening last week. I was. Um, I've got a nephew that's going through a lot, and so a lot of what she said, maybe not the cancer aspect of it, but it applied. And... We all grieve differently, yeah. and like I think what she said perfectly is that it can be a loop, Yeah, and you might bounce back to certain stages and whatnot, and just recognizing those stages, where you're at in it, and how to turn it around for the better. Um, it was a really powerful show, yeah. actually. So if yeah. you guys didn't get a chance to listen to it, definitely go back. It is up on podcast. Yeah, and there's a, there's a statement that she used, uh, Sharon, and I think it's going to tie in really well with your story because she said that you have to find purpose in your pain. Mm, very true. And I very would, true. And we'll get into this a little bit here in a few minutes, but I think that what you and Becky Olson did 20-some-odd years ago, you guys both found some purpose in your pain. Absolutely, absolutely, and be able to help others through theirs. Yep. Well, we've started something new since you called in last time, Sharon. We used to be doing recipe, but I found this Time magazine. It's 100 Disease-Fighting Foods. We've been kind of progressing our way through it. Today's food is avocados. <clears throat> love me avocados. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, now I don't like avocados, but I love guacamole. Well, that's avocado. I know. <laughs> Have you had avocado toast? No, uh, I don't like toast. Oh. Well, <laughs> well, let me tell you why avocados are a disease fighter. Okay. The avocado's edge comes in part from the 14 grams of omega-3 fatty acids. These healthy, healthy fats help reduce cholesterol and control blood sugar. Avocado is also brimming with other beneficial nutrients from vitamins such as vitamin C and folate 
to phytonutrients like the antioxidants beta-carotene and lutein, both linked to cancer prevention. So, again, we're not telling you if you eat avocados, you're not going to get cancer. That's not what we're saying. But they are linked to cancer prevention, and certainly in a healthy diet is a great, a better option than some of your other choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to tie in so well to some of the stuff that Sharon's going to share about her own daughter. So again, if you would like a copy of this, or if you want to like get it, you can just email Amanda, and she's taking a picture now. At Amanda at kslm.news. Well, I brought you a very interesting update today. Okay. Because a few weeks back, I mentioned that it was World Food Day. Yes, you I did. I think it was the one that Brenda called in. Yeah. Well, usually you say that I don't let grass grow. Uh, actually, Bob Bush didn't let grass grow underneath my feet. Okay. so he... We're going to give a huge shout out to Bob Bush. All right, Bob. Because Bob did some research for me. Look at that. He said, oh, wait, hold on. on." He he sent me a text and he said, Barrett, I didn't let grass grow underneath your feet. (laughs) Thank you, Bob. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So World Health Day actually began in 1945. Wow. The United Nations started, the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization began World Food Day in 1945. Okay. So it's been around many years. Yep. And today is October 14th. Mm Mm-hmm. Two days from now, on Monday, October 16th, is World Food Day. Oh, how appropriate. How Thank random. you, Bob, for growing that grass. Yes, thank you, Bob. <laughs> um, and what I also find intriguing is beginning in 1981, they began giving each year a theme. Okay. So 1981 was Food Comes First. Um, 1995 was Food for All. Uh, 2000. Four was biodiversity for food security. So each year had a theme. Mm-hmm. Well, this year's theme is going to tie in well because I have asked a guest to come back next week. Okay. Someone that you know very well. Oh, now I'm intrigued. This year's theme is water is life, water is food. Okay. Guess who I asked to come back? Mickey. Mickey's yeah. coming back. <laughs> Uh, Sharon, there's a lady in Vancouver, Washington. Her name is Mickey Meisner, and she has been dubbed the water lady. I was just going to say, or the water lady. Or the water lady. Um, So she's going to come in because (laughs) this year's theme is water is life, water is food. How perfect. Um, And the other thing, it's really super perfect. Um, And I think this is going to really tie in well because as Sharon and I were talking about, you know, what to do on today's show, um, she's going to share a little bit of her own daughter's story and how powerful food is. Okay. So there's your update. Thank you, Bob, for not letting that grass grow underneath my feet. Yes, thank you, Bob. Um, but what I would love to do, Sharon, is today is October 14th, and for those that did listen to the last podcast that you were on, which, by the way, was podcast number 69 was when you joined us last time, you you were telling me that The organization you and Becky Olson started, Breast Friends, has something happening this weekend. What's going on with Breast Friends uh, the weekend of the 14th? Do you guys have... I'm not sure I know. (laughs) (laughs) On the the 28th, there's their big survivor luncheon. (laughs) Okay, I'm only off by two weeks then. (laughs) 
So let's let's jump forward. So jump forward two weeks. I'm sorry, I had my weeks off. What's going on the 28th of what's uh, the 28th of October? What's that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's our annual um, survivor luncheon. So it's wonderful because there's um, educational sessions that you can join in the morning, and there's a lovely luncheon. And survivors are doing the fashion show. There's vendor tables. There's lots of lots of um, camaraderie with other women who have gone through something similar. And so, yeah, it's just it's just a wonderful event. You know, when you get that many women together in the same room that have a common um, uh, situation, perhaps, um, it's, it's phenomenal. It's just, you know, over the top. And we always have our um, uh, official, like, candle lighting ceremony to honor those people who have um, unfortunately gone before us and also those who have survived. And are thriving through many, many years. I just um, celebrated my 30-year breast cancer diagnosis Yay. anniversary. Yay. So. Uh, wow. A national alert. Sorry. We're in the station, and there's a national alert going off on everybody's phones right now. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, what's interesting, you just mentioned this, this luncheon. Last year, I got an invitation from Allison, who has taken Becky's spot as the executive director, if I wanted to be a vendor table at this event. And I will safely say that I was truly the minority. There were not a lot of men in that room. But I, <laughs> I, I was there at my vendor table, and I, I look over and I see this lady that looked a little bit familiar, and so I kind of politely but cautiously walked up and I said, um, are, are you, are you Sharon? <laughs> and that's when I met you the first time. Was it last year's, last year's luncheon? Actually, face to face. Yes. We yep. talked before that, but yes, definitely. That was, um, a lovely time. And I, and I gave you the very last climb the bank for Becky shirt. That's cool. Yes, you did. That's awesome. Yes, well, it was very nice. She mentioned something and you guys started this years ago, but as a first-time goer, it was so powerful to watch what happens, Amanda. They've, they've got this big room, table set up, you're eating lunch, they've got these amazing speakers that come up. And at the very end, and if I describe this incorrectly, Sharon, you know, fill in the gaps that I'm saying wrong. But what I, rem <laughs> what I remember is you call the women onto the stage who is their first year being diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And they all right. If they, you're a year or under, we have them come up on the stage. Yep. And then they turn their back to the crowd, and that's what makes yep. it so powerful. Um, they dim the lights, and then you kind of go through a progression, right, Sharon? Like five years out, ten years out. Is that? Yep. Uh, and so, if you're five years, you you turn a candle on, you stand up. If you're ten years, um, and then I think, if I remember correctly, Sharon, I think the farthest out last year was like forty-five year cancer free. Yes. It was, uh-huh. Yep. And so now this room is full, lights are dim, full of people, a number of them are standing up with their candles, and then they, then you tell the women who are one year or less out to turn around. Right. And it's really... And, and what, we, what we usually say at that point is, this is hope. This is hope. This is hope. Yeah, it, because you literally see a sea of lights 
a sea of women who have gone before you to, you know, go through this disease and have all these years um, under their belt. So it's a pretty powerful moment for for everyone, really, um, but especially those people who are in that, you know, under a year situation. And yeah, very powerful. Well, and I would imagine a few of those women that are under a year, there's still that fear in their heads. Absolutely. As, you know, what's happening for me next? Yeah. What's well, to well, come? What's to come? Well, on, honestly, it, it never really goes away. <laughs> oh, I'll bet. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, it's probably worse when you're at that year, of course, or under a year. You've just, you're either in the middle of treatment or you're just finishing treatment and trying to pull your life back together and all of that. But honestly, fear is one of the huge side effects <laughs> of, of uh, going through a breast cancer or really probably any kind of cancer diagnosis and treatment. Well, and, and it's, and it's, you know, there's a, go, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, it, it, one, of, one of the things that causes it is because all of a sudden, it's like our body has betrayed us. And so we, we have lost the trust in our bodies. Okay. And so, yeah. So then you're just afraid that, oh my gosh, if it happened once, it could happen again. And it, and it absolutely can. Well, a few weeks back, um, Brenda called in from Yuma to kind as opposed to me giving an update, Brenda called and gave an update. It was a really great show, but mm-hmm. she had mentioned that she was having these um, pains in her head. She was a little bit of dizziness, and she, she wasn't right. really serious, but knowing that the cancer has come back um, and knowing that there's always that chance it's going to metastasize to the brain, she went in for an MRI. And it turns out Good. everything's fine. She, there's, it's, they're not seeing signs that the cancer's in her brain, but like you said, the fear never goes away. There's that fear. Something's it not doesn't. right. Something doesn't feel, yeah. something just feels a little off. Then you probably assume the worst. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you'll have a, a, a pain, you know, and it's like, oh, my cancer must have come back. You know, you have a headache. Oh, my cancer must be in my brain. You know, I mean, it's just, it's a constant thing that happens. You know, mm-hmm. and and so you really have to learn how to talk yourself off the ledge at times. You know, yeah. because it it can be it can be overwhelming to have that kind of um, fear just you know just take over um, your your common sense at times. What's crazy is my husband. He's had um, his grandma uh, passed away due to cancer and. Just last night, he had a really, really bad migraine where I was busting out the ice packs, the essential oils, the doing everything in my power, shutting every light off in the house, um, trying to help him. Right. It was so bad. Yeah. And this morning when he woke up, he was pretty groggy because I gave him some melatonin and whatnot as well to try to put him to sleep. But he woke up and he was like, I think I have cancer in my brain. And that's that fear oh. of cancer being in his family that it it controls yeah. him even though he hasn't been diagnosed with anything doesn't feel right. He assumes yeah. automatically that I've got cancer. Well, and, and you had yeah. said that it, he, he wears a white T-shirt because his, his grandma had lung, lung cancer. Lung cancer, yeah. And he, hate, he hates hospitals. Just it, oh, him. yeah. I was like, I can set you up an appointment. And he was like, don't. I just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Yeah, please no. Yeah. <laughs> He's very fearful yeah. of it. It, it. The fear of that controls him in many ways. Sharon, can you yeah. take can you take yeah, our it, can, Go ahead. Go ahead, Sharon. No, I was just I was just going to comment on that. I'm so sorry your you know, husband's going through that because it is scary. Mhm. Can you take the listeners back about 23 years ago when you were going through your cancer and Becky was going through hers and and how this situation brought about Breast Friends Organization? Oh, absolutely. I'm happy to. So I was actually diagnosed, like I mentioned, 30 years ago, so September of 1993, and went through six months of chemo and six different surgeries. And then, speaking of the fear, um, I was like hyper vigilant on the other side, you know, checking to see if there were any lumps or whatever. Mm -hmm. And finally, after four years, I had a, a, another mastectomy on the other side. Um, out of uh, just calming my fears. You yeah. know, my doctor was, it was like the fourth time I had a scare and it was, you know, it's never fun to go to the doctor and and feel like you're, you know, like creating something that's not there. But again, after you've had cancer, it's just so on your mind all the time. Yeah. So that's how I solved the problem. <laughs> yeah. So then... Um, then what had happened also is my doctor was so um, uh, in tune with me, he understood kind of my kind of philosophy in the world and um, asked me several times to meet up with some of his patients. And so I would meet up in a coffee shop and we would chat and he was, he was the plastic surgeon. So most of the people that were, um, that I was meeting with were considering having like a mastectomy or a double mastectomy or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. That would change, that would change a lot in your, um, in your life, um, going through a mastectomy. So anyway, we would dance around the subject and then pretty soon I would say, do you just want to see what it looks like? And we would go in the bathroom and I'd do a little show and tell. And (laughs) (laughs) so anyway, it was, it was one of those things where I just, I had not processed my emotions through it. Yeah. Um, when you're going through your own cancer diagnosis, you're just trying to keep your head above water. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep your family together, trying to, you know, keep doing the things that you sort of did before. And, you know, I was fortunate I didn't have to work full time at that point. I was able to be off. And um, but that was a double edged sword, too, because then you had way more time to think about stuff and worry about right. things. So yeah. how, old were anyway. you, how old were you, Sharon? How old were you at the time? I I had just turned 40 when all of that had happened. Yeah. So after your and surgery. So, oh. I'm sorry. After your surgery, did it take away those fears? Or did you continue um, to still have them? Somewhat. Somewhat. You still have them. Like I said, you know, you get a pain in your hip and, you know, you're like, oh, no, it's my cancer must have come back. You know, right. kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it it never really goes away, but it, it, it kind of goes further and further back right. in your subconscious the longer you go. But Put it those to rest a little years bit. Are, are terrible, yeah. 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 So, um, long story short, then uh, my friend Becky, uh, who we worked together, she was diagnosed with cancer, and I knew exactly um, how hard it was to go through that emotionally, physically, all that. 
And so I would, I just kind of um, tried to help her any way I could, letting other people know how they could get a hold of her and, and keep in contact. Because when you are off work and a lot of your friends um, are in your work environment, um, you, you're kind of out of sight, out of mind in, in some cases. And so it feels very isolating when you're not in your normal environment especially working. So anyway, that, that seemed to help her a little bit. And then she had a scare um, a few years later, and we sat together at the hospital and waited for the results of this biopsy. And luckily it was nothing, but it did give us that um, opportunity to sit down and have a nice lunch and, and chat about, you know, why we've stayed friends all these years and, why we both went through breast cancer and, and what was missing really in the breast cancer world. And that's when Breast Friends was born. Uh, literally over that lunch, we came up with the name and really what we wanted to do, and that was helping other women with the emotional part of the, um, the cancer equation and also teaching the friends and family how best to um, help a woman who's going through that. And so um, over that lunch, we decided this is what we were going to do, and both of us were working full-time, and so we just started it on the side, so it was a kind of a slow process, but, you know, it, it was uh, definitely meant to be because 23 years later, it's still going strong. Yes. Yes, it is. That's awesome. Yes, it is. We have, we have about uh, almost three more minutes. Is there, is there one or, or maybe two people over the last 20-some-odd years that really stands out in your mind, a story you could share with us? Um, let me think. Sure. Um, there, I mean, I, I was very fortunate in um, being kind of in charge of the programs, and I spoke with many, many of the women who came through Breast Friends, and I think probably the, the one thing that really struck me was um, when you're going through breast cancer and um, not even the really, really scary um, kind that has gone other places in your body and become metastatic, but, but even stage one, stage two, um, many times those women are going through their cancer and are taking the kind of drugs where it takes their hair away. And, you know, I think it's kind of hard to hide. Um, you go to a grocery store and, you know, even if you're in a wig, a lot of times you don't have eyelashes or eyebrows. So guess what? Everybody knows you're going through cancer treatment and you get the pity looks and it's just, it's awful. So we, we developed a program called um, Bald is Beautiful and um, created uh, photo shoots when you probably feel you're worst <laughs> when you're bald with no eyelashes, no eyebrows and, um, and the photographer captures you after being um, pampered by a makeup artist. Um, you take these photos and they are breathtaking. They get to the real soul of the woman and it is pretty darn special to be able to at least remember that time and how strong you were when you were going through your cancer and 
many times the photographer will also invite the partner or, <clears throat> excuse me, a mom or your children to be in those photos as well. And so it was just a, a really wonderful gift for our ladies. That's awesome. Yeah, I've had the uh, yeah. I've had the pleasure of actually being up at your office in Tigard and seeing that wall. Really, that you have, Mandy. You and I have to take a little road trip and all yeah. to show you. Introduce you to Allison, and that is amazing wall. Oh, yeah. with all these women and, and their balls. Absolutely, yeah. It's beauty. It's very impactful. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and we've had we've had Marianne McNally in here. Yep, and she has found a lot oh, yeah. of ways to have some really wonderful hats. Yes, yes, she wonderful has. hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I do yep. have I have yep. one of your hats. I, I have it in my office, um, and I believe that the hat says something about uh, covering a bald head or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, there's like a little bunny rabbit one on one of the designs. A little bunny rabbit's poking up behind a woman's shoulder, and it says, "Has anybody seen my hair?" H <laughs> A R E. <laughs> Yeah, I so, absolutely yeah. love, and love your and hats. And bald is beautiful is the other one, yeah. yeah I, well, I have the one that says, let me see my hair, because anyone that knows me that I don't have a lot of hair left either, so it's it's wonderful. So <laughs> We're going we're gonna to exactly. cut for a break and come back here. Yes, so I'm going to give a huge oh. shout-out to our sponsor of this first half, which is Oddmo's Pizza. So make sure you guys go down there and show them some love and order a pizza or maybe some wings or some pasta. So again, huge shout-out to Oddmo's Pizza. We'll be right back after this. 